Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It's Monday night and it's ladies' night and uh, great uh, to have, as always, Sav, Kendall, Samantha on the show. And it's a special welcome to Alicia, uh, who is joining us tonight as Katie's having a couple of weeks off uh, to do uh, other things. So welcome to you, Alicia. Hello, nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, good to have you on. And uh, as always, we talk all things Newcastle United. We're going to uh, talk a little bit more, though, about what we were talking about with the lads on the Worldwide Show yesterday, which is the guys who were at Newcastle who were out of contract and uh, really just want the girls' opinion as to whether um, they want the players to stay or to go. Uh, big shout out to uh, newworkwear.com, specialists in the supply and branding of clothing for the workplace, who sponsor uh, our show this month for the StreamYard application. And also a big shout out to uh, John and the lads at qtechshop.co.uk, who are uh, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End in Newcastle, uh, and also other things. And they've also uh, knocked up, um, as we are still obviously in lockdown in the Northeast and uh, around the UK. Uh, they've knocked up some face masks, which they are selling. So $9.99 for your face mask at NewcastleLegends.com. And they've finally got round to doing some calendars uh, for the food bank. So there we go. NUFC Matters uh, calendars, proceeds to the food bank. They are $9.99 as well, available from NewcastleLegends.com tonight. So they're up on the website now. Um, as always, <laughs> whenever we plan a show, um, and we don't do a great deal of planning, it has to be said, there's always a new story comes out. But this one has actually worked in our favour because as we're going to talk about players who are out of contracts, um, Almiron's agent has come out uh, on social media especially and said that uh, Almiron wants to leave the club in the summer, according to Michael Hurst here. Um, I, I want him to stay. He works hard for the team. What is your opinion on this? And... Uh, that is, you know, he's one of the a few people in the chat who've already come out with this. So let's let's start on Almiron. Um, it it is an interesting topic of conversation. For me, what I read into it, Alicia was it was more, you know, more his agent rather than Almiron uh, trying to stir the pot. Yeah, it doesn't seem so much him, and the, I think he's trying to go along with the fact of people not being happy with the way Steve Bruce plays. Because if you look at the quote, he specifically mentions the possession that Newcastle have and the lack of it, and that he's not happy with that. And that's one of the reasons he wants to go to a team that has more possession. So I do feel like it is coming more from him. You know, you look at uh, Miggy when he's playing, he looks dead happy. He's always got a smile on his face. And I just don't understand why all of a sudden he would want to get gone from the club. Yeah, good point. Uh, Tom Dixon says Almiron under Steve Bruce. Total games played 51 games behind the strike. His actual position is 14. You can see why he wants to leave Newcastle. Northeast Pro says Bruce needs to leave the club before Miggy does. Uh, lots of people talking about this already, Samantha. Um, what did you make of it when you saw that today? Well, I agree with Northeast Pro. I would like Miggy to stay and Bruce to go. I mean, you know, if you look at the stats themselves, people will always talk about Rafa and say, okay, we, we never had possession. But with Almiron, he was a night ball. He knew what his role was. He needed to get us up the pitch. Um, and he his role within a Steve Brist team is just so unclear. Yes, he has legs. Yes, he can track back and he can try and make up ground. But that's not getting the best out of him. That's not what he wants to do. So he will work hard. He does really like the club, 
but we've all seen he's not playing with a smile on his face this season. He's not being utilised correctly. Even when it looked like he was playing well, he was on the bench, he was being used in the cup. And I said at the start of the season that I just I thought there was something wrong and I wouldn't have been surprised if he had left in the summer. So these quotes by the, his agent don't shock me because you can tell there's something not quite right. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see whether he starts the game against Chelsea because you know he made the mistake in the last game, which I do not really blame him for. Um, so something's not quite right. But, I mean, he's a player you need to be building the team around. Yes, he's not the finished article. There's work to do. But you have to give him a chance of attacking instead of giving him the ball in the 18-yard box and saying go. Yep. Okay. Katie says, have fun, my girls. Nice to, uh, nice to hear from Katie. Hope you're well and enjoying a bit of time off. Sav, um, your take on Almiron? <clears throat> yeah, I think, you know, the past few, you know, as we come into this season, he doesn't look happy anymore. That smile's gone off his face. So when I read that tonight, it actually really didn't surprise me. I think there's quite a few players that look quite unhappy at the moment. And because there's no, like, natural leadership, everyone doesn't really know. They're all just shouting at each other. You know, every match you see it, they're all just running around aimlessly, not really knowing what they're doing, can't string a pass together. And I can see why someone like Miggy would become really unhappy playing that week after week. You know, there was the issue where he was being benched for not really any reason. Um, you know, was there something going on behind that? I, I don't know. I, it didn't surprise me. No offence, I wouldn't want to play for Steve Bruce either. And you know, he, he wants to progress and he's not going to progress playing Bruce Ball week after week. Yeah, I agree. Barry Hogan says, Kendall, has there been much talk about him athletic or Madrid? You're, you, of course, are our Spanish correspondent. Any news? Um, well, I have quite a good dialogue with Roberto Rojas, who originally broke the Almiron news a couple of years ago, obviously, when he signed for us. I speak to Roberto a lot, and he obviously lets me know because, you know, Atletico and Newcastle are, like, the two teams that I follow. Um, this whole Atletico news was last year, I mean, last summer. There was interest, but no official offer was made, no official approach. Um, he is a player that would suit Simeone down to the ground. So I'm just wondering if, um, obviously, they've... This agent thing is to go to the clubs to come in from in June, sort of saying, you know, he's he's not necessarily available, but mentally he is. Um, if that makes sense, I really, I, I'm so mad that a player like Miggy, when he first joined, you could see he was overjoyed, he was over the moon, he was happy to play for us. He constantly had a smile on his face, and that's why everyone fell in love with him because he works so hard. He's just so like. He's just so joyful as a person, um, and unfortunately, it's just been it's been taken away because Steve Bruce would prefer to play. I mean, I know Hendrick and Almiron aren't like for like positions, but he preferred to you know have that sort of dynamic in the team over Almiron. Almiron was sat on the bench, and as a player who works as hard as he does, who has the pace that he does, um, and the creativity going forward at twenty four years old, you want to be looking to progress your career and unfortunately it's going to be stagnant under a Steve Bruce team that's all I can really see I can't see him progressing in that respect um weirdly I can't see him sort of not because he's not good enough but I, at the moment I can't see him fitting in another Premier League team just because his dynamic is so 
like it's so different to a lot of them. So La Liga would be perfect for him. And I mean, if he went Atletico, I wouldn't even be that bothered. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, obviously Newcastle fans would be angry, and I would be upset if he did leave because. He, as I say, he's one of our hardest working players and he's one of the most talented as well. I think he's second, you know, behind Dubravka or St. Maximin for me. So, yeah, I'd be very upset to see him go. Okay. Barry Hogan says, Evening girls, hope you're okay. Sav, your impression was mint, as was Kendall's amazing singing. Now, I do have a clip of the uh, the Borat impersonation. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the Christmas song because it was it, it's too early for Christmas songs. We broke a root. We broke one of my rules on Friday by doing that. But um, I do have the Borat impersonation. So here we go, guys. This is what uh, Sav did for oh, uh, for children in need. Okay, here we go. Drum Yuck Schmidt, pleased to meet you. My name is Borat. My neighbor, Naftan Telegui, he is a pain in my assholes. I get a window from a glass, he must get a window from a glass. I get a step, he must get a step. I get a clock radio, he cannot afford. Great success. <laughs> <laughs> I was winding the girls up earlier on, but I mean, honestly, it's like I, I'm gonna have that, have that as my ringtone, honestly. Sad, it's superb, <laughs> right? and, and I actually laugh at it, like, properly laugh. And I've, by God, I've needed a laugh this week, uh, last week, and uh, that really, really uh, tickled me. Like, it's really, really good, brilliant stuff. Okay, as I said, what we're doing tonight is um, what we did with the worldwide show yesterday with the guys, we, we had a look at the players who are out of contract uh, next year and just asked a simple question who would you keep so I thought we'd do it with the ladies as well and uh, I'm going to start with somebody who we didn't cover yesterday and uh, it's uh, Fabian Shaw of course um, notice that I picked a headshot Sav just for you Sav's going to like photoshop herself into that black space so Sav because you are a big big fan of Fabian Shaw let's start with you on, on Shaw I mean you know he's one of those players and I mean under the current management you, you know he's not really performing as well as he did you know under under, under Rapper I mean for me it, it, it's not looking good but you know What's your views? Would you would you like to see Fabian Shaw stay? Or you know, and I presume you probably do. But if um, if Bruce stay, if Bruce stays, can you see him staying? I can't see him staying. Oh, this is why I'm going to start a campaign to get Bruce out now. I can't <laughs> see him staying if Bruce stays. He looks so unhappy. And like towards the end of last season, he became he started looking disinterested, and you know, half like he couldn't be asked anymore, and. I think that's a shame because actually he was a really, really good player and he was, you know, sort of essential to our side. And he's, you know, it's it's really upsetting seeing quite so unhappy. I think he needs a cuddle. But um, I think that it's it's sad and I can see him going, which is a shame. And it's the same with like Miggy. He's another one that I really like. And I think it's sad that these players that were once so happy to be playing and now looking so miserable. And for him to come out like he did um, after the Southampton game and say, you know, we played like shit. He didn't care. He'd had enough. You could see it was written all over him. And, you know, I think for players to be breaking ranks like that and talking like that, that's a big sign that there's, you know, something's going on that they're not happy. 
Okay, uh, Russell Johnson uh, asking if there's any takeover news. I'm sure there will be tomorrow, mate. Uh, Liam Kennedy will be on. We'll be talking to Liam uh, a little bit about the takeover tomorrow, so we'll keep that for tomorrow night. But to answer your question, nothing today. Uh, certainly nothing today, but I'm sure there'll be a bit of an update with regards to the fans' uh, legal battle, etc. Uh, tomorrow, with that being the deadline. Alicia, uh, Fabian Shaw, are you a fan? And would you like to see him stay and get a, a, a new contract next season? Yeah, personally, I'd like to see him stay. Um, but I don't think Steve Bruce has the ability to get the player out of him that he actually is. I think if you had a decent manager in there, you know, you're seeing how well he used to play. And as the time's gone on, as we've had Bruce, the more he's fell off and the more mistakes he's making. And, you know, you look at the team and go, he's making more mistakes week in, week out. And you know what, you come out in that interview and I think he echoes not just how he feels, but how the whole team as a whole feels. Um, that, you know, the, they're at a point where they can't care anymore because they don't know what they're doing. That's what you see on the pitch. You can't see what he's trying to do. You know, I'd love for him to stay because I do think he has potential to be a really good player at the team. But I don't think under this management he can or will stay. Okay, Samantha. Yeah, kind of the same opinion. He only looks comfortable in a, a back five. Bruce said he didn't really want to play a back five. Um, he's been our most comfortable player on the ball up until recent times when, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what goes through his head anymore <laughs> whenever he picks up the ball. I, I would rather the long balls played by Shard than Lascelles. And it just it doesn't. It's just not working. I would like him to stay, but I, I don't think he has any interest in staying unless something happens. And I think for a lot of these players, they're maybe going to wait and see what happens. I hear a lot of people argue, and we'll probably come on to, to someone like Dwight Gale um, in a bit, and they say, you know, we should give them a new contract so that we can get value from them if we sell. And if you think about what Shar's value was, he was our player of the season. I mean, he could have been going for 15, 20 million. And now potentially he's going to leave on a free and go and replicate that exact form somewhere else. So, I mean, I don't know who the decision maker is ultimately going to be about the contract. But if we're talking about business sense, the club should be doing everything that they can to sign down, to sign um, and tie down these talented players that they could actually get value from in the market. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And our squad is just overloaded with absolute garbage. Yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong. Kendall, what's your views on Fabian Shaw? Well, I think we all were aware that. I know like everyone always moans because like, oh, you always compare Rafa. But like, this is all we've got to go off because obviously Rafa was there for the last three, like three years before Bruce. So obviously under Rafa, we bought showers for like four million possibly. Um, so first of all he was one of our strongest players at the time yes he made the odd mistake but he was solid we our whole defense as a, a general whole was solid then um unfortunately that whole defensive vibe has completely been undone um he is making mistakes you know before we trusted him to sort of act as kind of a dm like a defensive midfielder a little bit um, and come forward off the ball because obviously the cells and fernandez were so focused on being right at the back and holding the back line so we trusted that shark could move from that back line and you know bring the ball forward a little bit into midfield and um, now if we'd 
if he does that, we're panicking because we're like, he doesn't know where to go and people don't know where to take the ball from there. Um, for me, I, I completely echo what Sam says. If, if he leaves on a free, that is hugely, hugely damaging to us because we could, if just say he was going to leave, not that I want him to, but we could have had that value recouped three, four times um, if he had kept his current form. And unfortunately, he's just gone completely downhill. So for him, a player of that calibre to leave on a free who was so solid for us is just so, so wrong considering that, as Sam says, we have so many other deadwood players that need to go before he does. Um, and for me, Shah is a little bit of a leader on the pitch, even though he's not very vocal, you know, um, outside of the team otherwise. So for him to come out and do that interview after Southampton, um, and I completely agree with Alicia said, it, it probably is to echo what everyone else is thinking. And for him to come out and say that, and not Lascelles, for example, who is the captain, um, was massively, you know, telling for me. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I think the way that we're playing at the moment and the total um, attitude around every around everything, I think a few players are going to have the same um, opinion of it, and we're going to end up getting rid of people that we don't want to. Okay, that's uh, a resounding um, view on Shaw. I think I think most of us would like to see him stay, but a lot of people asking about Bruce. Uh, Bruce was watching the Cruz Giant frontman the other night. I think he was actually there, Neil, because his son Alex Bruce has got something to do with Crew now. I think that's why he would have been there. I find it bizarre that Steve Bruce can travel down to a match and go and watch it, mind. Uh, whether his son's there or not, unless he's uh, living with his son. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I found that strange that he was actually there. He was photographed there as well. Do we think Bruce is actually doing it? Does he, does he think he's doing a good job? Yes, he probably does, but he's paid and he's at Newcastle and, uh, you know, he's probably quite happy doing that. If he didn't, he great. would change it and he doesn't. So Exactly, exactly. Brian Crute says, great manager, get players to play above their potential. Bruce can't get them to even play anywhere near their potential. Bruce has to go ASAP. A couple of ones on Shaw before we come to the next player. Paul Oxley says Shaw will be gone in January. He isn't one of Bruce's blue chip players that are in the click. Almiron will probably go as well. And uh, Barry Hogan says Shaw at 28 deserves at least two years to, and to get a chance to improve, hopefully post takeover. It'll be interesting to see. And a lot of people talking in the chat about uh, Rafa. Um, Gary Douglas saying get Rafa, Rafa back and get shot of uh, Steve Bruce uh, can see Rafa getting Derby promoted of course Tom Dixon was the first one to mention it on the chat and I'd saying that uh, Rafa Benitez has been linked quite heavily with the Derby uh, job now that they have had their, their takeover more or less go through so interesting times if Rafa goes to Derby um, you know what will Newcastle fans think I'm sure we'll have plenty of opinions on that over the next uh, over the next few weeks okay next player and uh, let's uh, let's go with Dwight Gale because um, it's Samantha has already mentioned him. Uh, Alicia, uh, Dwight Gale, uh, would you offer him a new contract? He's he's nearly back from uh, his latest injury layoff, um, but would you give him a new contract next year when his contract's up? Yeah, you've kind of got pros and cons to Dwight Gale. One of the cons is at the moment he has been quite injury prone. Now, personally. I would give him a contract. I don't think Steve Bruce will because I think he's favouritised Joel Linton. And as a manager, you have to see when your striker isn't performing, why couldn't Dwight Gale come in and take his place when he was fit? Um, that, to me, doesn't make any sense. Um, but I don't think he will be used. I think he will leave. But personally, I think he's a good asset to have. If there was injuries, you know, if Callum Wilson gets injured, we're not good for goals because Joel Linton isn't going to score them. So 
personally i'd keep him but i can't see him staying um i could see him dropping back into the championship i feel he looked more comfortable in the championship than what he did when he's been in the premier league so i could see him dropping back down the league again yeah it's interesting with dwight gill because i mean he hit a rich vein of form uh just before you know just before he got his injury he banged a few goals and he was looking sharp um but he hasn't really produced there's always this you know, you know, almost a statement about him, him. You know that he's a championship player. You've just said it, Alicia. You know that he's a he's more of a championship player. But mm -hmm. a lot of people say he hasn't been given the chance. He was always on yeah. the bench, etc. You know, if he comes back fit, I mean, the good news is somebody was asking in the chat about Callum Wilson. Um, it's a Grade One tear. It's not as serious as we first thought. He could be fit for Chelsea. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Steve Bruce would be stupid enough to risk him. Surely mm -hmm. to God not. But sure? um, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. But um, but you know, Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson, um, and Dwight Gale. Is that a partnership you would play together, Alicia? Do you think? Um, I think you could do in terms of pace. It's better having him than Andy Carroll. I know when they had that few games where they played Andy Carroll up top with him, Andy Carroll kind of drew the men to him and that let Wilson have a free reign. Um, but I think Gail and him could be a good partnership just because they've got that bit of pace. You know, we've seen that phrases out now as well. And, you know, he has nobody, you know, Mickey hasn't been playing well. And obviously we've been talking about that before. Yeah. He would be a good link up play because Gail can get round people and he can get through. And, you know, I don't think he's been given, as you said before, the chance in the Premier League to prove himself. And I don't know if Steve Bruce can get that out of him because he's been on the bench for so long. Is he going to be bothered to really prove himself or is he going to go to another team where he could be that, you know, the first choice striker? OK, good point, Samantha. Um, when Dwight Gale um, obviously was, you know, in pre-season and we're talking about Bruce's first season, Steve Bruce bigged him up. He was, you know, uh, he wasn't giving him a run out, but he was he was talking very, you know, highly of him. You know, he's a great player. I'm looking forward to having him fit. And then once he was fit, he couldn't get in the team. Yeah. Um, no, get him out. I'm absolutely sick to the back teeth of talking about Dwight Gale and how he might be fit and he might come good. The guy got a pay rise to go on his last loan. He's on 40 to 50 grand. He's never fit. He had a rich vein of form. He got a preseason and then he got injured. And I'm just absolutely fed up of people that we pay big wages to that we can't get onto the pitch. Yes, he could be good, but he's not. He's never fit. He doesn't play regularly enough and we pay him a fortune. Cut your losses. I just feel like we're in this perpetual wheel talking about certain players. Um, so for me, you know, giving him a contract, paying him a big wage, hoping he might be fit, maybe sell him at some point. That ship sailed. We should have sold him two years ago um, and we didn't. So I see. I think Bruce will try and give him a contract um, because... He said, I tried to sign him before. He's really good, blah, blah, blah. It's the same shit all the time. The fact of the matter is he's never fit. He doesn't play. He might get a couple of games, but you can't rely on him. It's a squad place. It's a big wage. Get rid. Great stuff. Samantha replacing Katie the night with the old swear jaw there. <laughs> <laughs> Not holding back at all, Sav. She doesn't like Dwight Gill. No. Uh, yeah, what about you, Sav? Would you keep Dwight Gill? No, I completely agree with Sam. When I got on FIFA, he's one of the first ones out the door. <laughs> I just couldn't be doing with it. I think that 
you know, he's he just like as Sam said, he's just he doesn't stay fit. Yeah, when he does play, he can bang in a couple of goals, but they're not like you know you wouldn't keep him there. You wouldn't put him as number nine. You know, he's never going to be that. And you know, I just think that we've got all this dead wood sort of sitting around our squad at the moment. We don't get rid of them. We just keep re-signing them, and we're never going to change anything unless we get rid of those sorts of players that are just either bench warmers or injured all the time. And, you know, I think we could do with another striker, but it's not Dwight Gow that we could do with. OK, Kendall, are you the same? Rich Story says maybe keep Gale as back up to Wilson unless the takeover goes through. And Tom Dixon says, I'd like us to keep Gale, but depends on how fit he is after his injury. Uh, Gale in the current situation, I'd keep him, says Tom Lynch. And Ben Phillips says, Gale, keep him a few more years, scores goals, but when fit is the issue. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people saying the same thing. What's your view? Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? You, yes, we're, it's all, yeah, we'll, like, you know, let him go because I'm, I'm totally of the opinion, yes, we should let him go. However, if we're not going to sign anyone else, well, we can't let him go because who else have we got? But I mean, as I said last week, Andy Cowell opens a packet of crisps and breaks his wrist. Uh, you just can't keep him because he's not, you, he's just not good enough backup. Joe Linton's not going to be a backup striker as far as we know now. And um, we just, if Alma runs off, then we've got no one. So just based on right now, Obviously, he is the only backup, but he hasn't been good since he was in the championship. He hasn't showed any form since he was in the championship. Fair enough, he hasn't had a lot of game time since then, but he has been injured. He, he always, when he gets injured, it's like a long-term injury, six weeks plus. Um, you can't rely on that if that is going to be, you know, sort of a Harry Kane where he gets his annual eight-week injury. Like, you just can't rely on that to be your backup if, for example, as we know now, Wilson's got a, a tear um, and then your backup striker's injured as well. That's not good enough. Um, I do completely agree with Alicia. I think he is probably a top-level championship striker. It, I mean, we can't afford to give him any, a few more years. How old is he now? 27? Um, we can't afford... 30? I think oh, he's he 29 or 30, yeah. yeah. God, high, yeah. I thought he was younger. Um, so, so there's, <laughs> that my point stands even more because you can't afford to give him three years for him to come good. Like, as a striker, like this is right now is like the last time you're going to be in your prime. We can't afford to take a gamble on a 30-year-old Dwight Gale for another three years if that, all it is, your career is just going to be, you know, defined by injuries and stuff. I just don't think we can afford to. But as I say, unless we get anyone else in, there's just not really any point in letting them go because we don't have any backup at, at all as it is. OK, uh, let's move to the back four now, Alicia, and uh, we'll look at uh, Federico Fernandez, um, popular player amongst the supporters, uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, gets stuck in, um, you know, a real, you know, really good defender for me. Um, out of contract again in uh, 2021, would you give him a new contract? Well, um, I feel sometimes that I'm one of Fernandez's biggest critics. <laughs> He has these games where I feel sometimes he ducks out of challenges and things like that. But at this moment in time, I don't think there's anybody better to replace him in the squad if he was to leave. Um, in the minute, this is what I always go off that we're not going to buy anyone. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go with, we're never going to bring anybody in if these players leave. Um so I would keep him for that reason, but I am definitely one of his biggest critics. But I think on his day, he is good. In once he, when he puts his hundred percent, and he is good. But he do, he's starting to have more off days at the minute than good. Um, but again, is it down to management? Is it the way that they're set up defensively? We we'll keep chopping and changing this every week. 
Um, so I think if he had someone to support him consistently, you know, we kind of lost Dummett and then Mankio was in for a bit and it's always chopping and changing. If he had somebody sitting alongside him, I think he could get the potential and the most out of him. Okay, Samantha, where do you stand on Federico Fernandez? I love Federico Fernandez. This guy was the last defender standing at the end of last season when we would have put the tea lady in beside him. We had that many injuries. Um, what a signing. Six million from Swansea. Didn't know him. Um, I think the problem, and I think I said this on a show a couple of weeks ago, the problem with Fernandez this season is Lascelles. Lascelles has been shit. He's been really, really poor. And whenever Fernandez played beside Char, both players, I, I haven't really criticized Fernandez, but I've criticized Char. And whenever they played in a back four together, they were really good. So my weak link at the minute is Lascelles. And I really think that's having an impact on Fernandez. I agree with Alicia's point that we keep swapping people around him and right back, you know, we might have the most right backs in the freaking league and none of them are very good. And now we've got Murphy playing as a wing back. Um, and that can't really help much. But um, I, I think, I don't know if he has an option for an extra year in his contract or we already activated that, but absolutely I would keep him. Um, you know, I, I would keep him over any other defender that we have at the minute. Sav, sorry, I would keep him over Shar. Yeah. But that's only because I actually think he's the best defender that we have at the minute. And Delish's point, I don't know if we're going to sign anyone. I wouldn't trust Steve Bruce with any more money because I just don't think he gets the best value for it. Um, so he would be top of my list in terms of um, trend down. But does he want to stay? Who knows? That that's a big question, Samantha. A lot of people are saying, you know, do these people want to stay? Um, you know, we've already seen it today with Almiron's agent, you know, almost putting it out there, you know, and it, uh, you know, he's obviously spoken to his client about this and decided maybe we can just push in and see what's out there. Uh, a lot of support for Fernandez in the chat. Uh, Paul Gibson says both Fernandez and Shaw are better than the cells, and that would be my two centre halves. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's interesting. A lot, a lot of support for him. Sav uh, Fernandez. Yeah, I agree with Sam, actually. I think he's he always puts in a shift. He's solid. You know, Lascelles, you know, on a note to him, he's always, he looks disinterested. He's not really, you know, he's got that captain's armband on and he's not in charge of anything going on. He's just randomly shouting about. Um, whereas Fernandez next to Charles, it looks a lot better than when he's next to Lascelles. And that upsets me a little bit because Lascelles used to really be, you know, one of our best players. But, um, yeah, I would definitely keep him. He wouldn't be one that I'd be looking at getting rid of. He's not, you know, he's not like some of the deadwood we've got in our side at the moment. OK, Kendall? I, I literally think that Lascelles is our worst centre-back. Like, that's the genuine truth. Out of everyone at the club, Lascelles is the worst. I would have Clark and Fernandez over Lascelles and Fernandez. I would have Shah and Fernandez over Lascelles and Fernandez. I would have Shah and Clark over Lascelles and anyone else. Like, I, just, I would have Lejeune back. Like, honestly, Lascelles for me, as Sam says, is completely the weak link. Um, and when he's the captain, that is a massive, massive problem. Um, and that is obviously the dynamic on the pitches, you know, showing that a bit more. I would absolutely keep Fernandez. I know obviously he is a little bit older. He's just past 30 now, I think. Um, and 
maybe not a long-term contract that's fair enough but to at least another year at least another two years I can't see what the problem is with that at all um defenders are having to do a lot more in this sort of style of football that seems to be becoming a thing lately um especially this year it's a sort of an anomaly but 100% I would keep Fernandez all day long if he wants to stay fingers crossed he does I would really really hope that we're getting Leger back in the summer because I don't see why he should have gone in the first place he shouldn't have that was a very very irresponsible and terrible decision from whoever decided that um so yeah I would 100% keep him it would be it's Lascelles for me who is completely the weak link in that back line there um so yeah I would have totally keep Fernandez I can't really see anyone saying any any other to be honest Stephen Kent says, Bruce, the new manager of crew. <laughs> Brilliant. You could go to Wrexham where that uh, where the yeah, the, the actors and uh have taken yeah. over. Even another takeover goes through and it's uh, you know still Newcastle kind of get a, uh, a takeover through. Unbelievable. Okay, next uh, next player we're gonna look at, and uh, I don't expect anybody to dwell on this one too much, at least I hope not. Andy Carroll, Andy, Andy, Andy Carroll is is you know, is he worth another year? I mean, he's, he's on a year-to-year year contract at the minute. Yeah. Is he worth another year, Alicia? No, I think the wages that we pay for him, for what he does, he sits on the bench. He, when he comes on, does he do enough to justify the wages? Probably not, no. Um, I don't think if we sold him, we'd miss him. Um, I don't think he's a player that would sit back and go, oh, really miss having Andy Carroll up front. Um, I think we're just scared. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, Samantha, <laughs> would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually worry at this point that he's going to leave the club without having scored again, which is absolutely crazy. I didn't expect much, but <laughs> I thought he might get a goal. And I really worry that that's not going to happen, but it has to be the end of the road. And I'd be very surprised if he stayed in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he, when there's a crowd in the ground, he gets the crowd excited because he's a Geordie lad. And we all know what he used to be like when he when he played for Newcastle first time round. And, you know, if I can if I can speak up for him and I haven't done it on this show is he defensively, he's actually not bad defending corners. Um, you know, he, he has done done his bit and, um, you know, he throws his weight around and coming on for that last 10 minutes, if he gets the crowd up and if we need a goal. You know, he's somebody who can cause a little bit of mischief in the box. Um, yeah, Sav, I can't imagine you'd, you'd want to keep Andy Carroll. Do you know what? I do like him. I wouldn't want to keep him, but I do like him. I like the way that, you know, he's got the height. He knocks players out on the floor, out cold. He had them two out, didn't he? That was really funny when he gone and did that. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't keep him. I heard he was going to Towie, but I don't know how much truth there is in that. Um, cause I was well, he's going, going on to Towie. Yeah, yeah his wife's his wife's ex Towie, isn't she? Yeah, because I was actually quite surprised when uh, when he was playing this season. So I was like, "When's he going on Towie then?" But I had, I didn't hear that. But you know, he's getting on. He doesn't play like he did the first time round when he played for us, and it'd be nice to see that again. I don't think that's ever coming back though. And yeah, I'd get rid of him, and he can go off and uh, you know get on to Towie. <laughs> Brilliant, Darren actually. Uh, Darren actually got in there on the timeline, and I just got down to it. And he says Andy Carroll will end up in Tawi with his girlfriend. So Darren, obviously, uh, reading your mind there, Sav. Uh, 
Ben Phillipson thinks he might go to the MLS. I mean, he could get a he could get another uh, another season out of it. Oh, we've, we've got one of those uh, chats where everyone's having a laugh. Andy Carroll to revise the role as Jeff in Biker Grove. That's got more chance than him deserving a new contract. That's obviously uh, talking about his moustache uh, that he had that time. Uh, Danny Benoffa says Carroll's an ex is excellent to bring on for defending. Like I said, yeah, an unlikely lead. Keep Carroll on a pay as you play. He's useful, uh, a useful squad member, says Mark Byers. Lots of opinions on that. Um, Towie FC says Rafa Benitez is good. Anthony Emma says Carroll couldn't score. Yeah, in in a place of ill repute with a sack of diamonds. So uh, yeah, Kendall, um, your view on Andy Carroll. Um, I don't know if this is going to be quite unpopular about me saying this, but I, I honestly don't think we should have ever brought him back because not for the final fact that he's never done anything. Just I think he, he himself probably wanted to come back on the basis that, you know, he wanted to end his time, his end of his career at um, boy, his boyhood club and with a decent end to his career and hopefully staying fit. And it's just not gone like that. And I think probably a lot of people's opinions would have changed on him now because they won't see him as the Andy Carroll that he was eight years ago or however long it was since we had him and um so for me I don't think he should have ever really came back. I think we should have used that um sort of time to recruit a more useful striker. Um or maybe he's even, you know, got someone from the um reserves. So yeah, um I don't think we should have ever really brought him back. I don't think there's really any place from him in the squad at the at this point as a player. Yes, as a squad player in terms of numbers, that's fair enough. But as in terms of ability and things, I just really, I just can't really see the point. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I don't even see him really going to the championship if he leaves. I think it'll, if it's not lower level um, English football, I think it will be sort of, and uh, last year, as someone said, MLS or somewhere like that. Um, but yeah, I, I just personally wouldn't keep him. Um, if he wants to end his career here, and if, the, if this is his last year, fair enough, all the best to him. I think that's probably a good decision. Um, you know, ending his career at Newcastle, but yeah, uh, I personally wouldn't keep him. Okay, um, we'll take this one quite quickly. Just a yes or no answer, girls. Russell Johnson says, genuine question, Steve and the ladies. Do you think we'll get relegated this season, Alicia? No. Sam? No. Sav? No. Candle? No, but I think it'll be 17th. Yeah, I would go with the same answer. We're going to be in and around it. I think these these next few games, the next five games, will determine where we're going to be. Uh, but I think we'll get away with it with a skin of wet teeth. I think we've got enough in the squad. But yeah, I, I don't think we'll go down. So that's a resounding no uh, from us as we move on to the uh, next player. And uh, that is uh, Jacob Murphy. Now, interesting one, Murphy, because he, you know, he's been out on loan. Uh, he's received a few plaudits over the last uh, few weeks for improved performances. He's a young lad. He's a Newcastle fan. Um, not that that really, you know, goes a great deal. But I, I did mention on the show the other week the passion that he showed after playing well in that game. And, you know, you can see it clearly means a lot to him. Um, Alicia, Murphy, yeah, is, he, is he worth another contract? Definitely, I'd keep him. I've always rated him before we even got him. And he used to play alongside his brother. Um I think he's a great asset to our team. Um, I think he's getting played in the wrong position, which is, you know, part of the course of playing for Newcastle. You're never playing the right position you're meant to be in. Um, I think if he was played where he was 
before we bought them. I think we could have a cracking player. I think we need to stop sending them on out on loan if we do keep them because I think that's unsettling them further. And I feel like it's putting him 10 steps back when he comes back into the team because he's having to learn again. But I think he's a great asset to our club and I will keep him. Okay. And uh, Samantha? I'm on the fence. I just think that maybe too much time's passed for Jacob. I think the squad's in turmoil at the minute, so I don't think he's going to play where he wants to play. I don't think he's going to start above Frazier, Almiron, St. Max, Joe Linton, in those, in those starting places up top. Never mind what formation we're going to play. We could be on our 13th formation by the end of the season. I just... I worry about his development. So if I take it from a personal point of view for him, yes, he wants to play for this club, but I can't see him starting. I don't see Bruce being long-term. I don't know if another manager coming in would fancy him. So I actually think the best thing for him would be to leave and go and get his roots somewhere else, get into a team, get into the first team and prove the club wrong for completely mismanaging his development when we decided to spend 10 million on him. I just, I don't think he's just another one of those players that's drifted and he will be a Tony. He will be an Armstrong that will go out somewhere else and rebuild. I don't think staying at Newcastle is the right thing for him. Okay, Jacob Murphy, Sav, would you uh, offer him a new contract next season? See, I would offer him a new contract, but as Sam said, he could go elsewhere and do better in a you know, a better set-up squad than what we've got. But considering what we have, I would offer him a new contract. I think he's come back in this season and he's, you know, we've had some real dire matches, but he has played quite well for us in certain matches. And I think that we need more players like that and less ones, you know, like, well, I'm not picking you up, like Shelby and people, you know, I think that, he adds to us. He gets us forward when we can get forward. He gets us forward and they're the sort of players that we need rather than the ones that are lobbing the ball long and just sitting back and passing the ball around the penalty, you know, our own penalty area. I think that is the bit that I've seen from him that is what we are missing. Okay, Kendall? Um, yeah, I'm a bit like Snow. I'm a little bit on the fence because, yes, he is only very, well, I'd say very young, but he is only young. Um, you know, he should be coming into the stages where he's showing what he's about, he's showing his ability. Um, we've had him loaned out for the last two seasons, which goes to show, I mean, it obviously wasn't part of the plans and it's just so happened now that we, you know, Steve Bruce has come in and tried to change the formation and the style a little bit and he's been slotted back in there. Um, I really don't think a player like Jacob Murphy is going to develop into the player that he probably wants to under a manager like Steve Bruce um, especially in a team that is all over the place they haven't got a set style they haven't got a set formation that they like to play um, if for example we get you know maybe sign for a couple more new players or get a new manager I can't see him being a first team regular I think he would be a squad player and for a 23 year old you're kind of wanting to play first team football you want to establish yourself especially as a Premier League player if that's where you want to be that's what you want to do um so yeah I, I'm, as I say I'm a bit on the fence I don't know what the solid answer to that is um because for him I think he probably wants to be first first starting 11 
I don't think he will be um, in terms of how, you know, how we play or whatever. So, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. So I don't really have a solid answer for that. But um, I like the lad. I like his passion. It's good to show that, that I, there is someone who's not a fake childhood Newcastle fan like our manager. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see his passion. But other than that, I, I just, I don't know. It's a funny one. Yeah, it is, definitely. I think the jury's out on uh, Murphy by the sounds of it uh, and listening to the panel. Um, me, personally, uh, he's a young player and, and with a manager who's a bit more creative and um, knows knows a bit more about football and knows what he's doing and knows a bit more about the modern game, we might see the best of him. But let's face it, if a takeover is going to go through, um, you know, there's going to be a major, uh, you know, major surgery to this team, shall we say? And I think Murphy probably will be surplus to requirements. So, uh, on to Kieran Clark. Um, obviously, Rafa Benitez brought him in as a as a cover player, Alicia, and um, he's always stepped up to the plate. He's been a, a valuable asset to the club. But is he worth another contract next season? Yeah, I think he could end up being worth another contract. Um, he's never quite broke through ever since we come up from the championship. He was brilliant in the championship and then he kind of like went away and then ended up on the bench and then kind of just disappeared from the team altogether. Again, I would echo what we all said before. I'd have him alongside Fernandez instead of Lascelles. I would keep him purposely for that reason because I don't think Lascelles has stepped up to the plate and I think Kieran Clark could cover a lot better. And personally, I'd keep him for that reason to get him first team football and put him into that week in, week out. Okay, good point. Sam, what about you? Would you keep Cleveland Clark next season? Yeah, um, start of the season, probably not. As the season's progressed, yes. Um, because again, if you're looking at it from a business point of view, if there was anyone even slightly interested in Lascelles, I would sell him, I would cash in, I would extend Clark's contract because they're at least equal if not Clark's slightly better even though he's had a couple of injuries um as you said yourself Steve there's going to be an overhaul of this squad at some point you know if a takeover goes through whoever that might be um so I'm sure these decisions are going to be really really difficult and as I said before there's a lot of crap in the squad but from a business point of view if we needed money to invest in other areas of the team I would if Clark wanted to extend his contract and be looking to sell the cells. Okay, Sav, Kieran Clark, what's your view on him? Yeah, I agree um, with Sam about the cells. I'd be getting rid of the cells over Clark. Um, I wouldn't necessarily play him next to Fernandez, but that would probably be for my own interests rather than everyone else. Um, I'd rather <laughs> see Shah playing there, but I would have Clark on the bench, you know, just in case Shah needed a little rest. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. I wouldn't, I I don't know why um, Lascelles is still running around with that captain's armband on, to be fair. And the only thing I can put it down to is just the complete lack of leadership that's going on all over the place in our squad and with our manager. Um, I think it really needs looking at and players like Clark should be given a chance more. Okay, Kendall, do you agree? Uh, yeah, completely. I'd absolutely keep Clark all day long. It always puts a shift in. He has a cheeky goal in him now and again. Um, he's really, really solid at the back. I think he's one of. I, th I said this at the beginning of um, at the begin at the end of last season. I said he's, you know, he's very underrated at Newcastle. Um, he always has done a job for us. There's very rarely a time that he plays, and I've got negatives to say about him. 
Um, I completely echo what everyone else has said. If there's a defender that we wanted to sell, it's Lascelles for me, but that's clearly probably not going to happen. Um, you know, he's Bruce really likes him, and even if he's had a really terrible game, he puts him in next week. The next week, so for me, Clark absolutely deserves probably two year again on his contract if he wants to do that. Um, I think he probably wouldn't be short of teams wanting to sign him if you know teams similar to us if he was available. So if that's going to be a thing, the club are probably probably going to look at letting him go if that's the case because you know they like cashing in on you know certain players if there's interest but for me absolutely i would totally extend his contract absolutely okay great stuff that was uh interesting debate i want to touch on a couple of things uh before uh we end the show in about 10 minutes time i want to say congratulations to zara this has been a monumental task on her behalf to get this finished uh Obviously, four years, I think, in the making now, but Zora and James have finally, finally, finally got We Are The Geordies to the cinema. So, film kicks off 11th of December, 2020. And this was basically a fly-on-the-wall documentary uh, from a fan's perspective of our season, which, of course, was a promotion season, um, covering various fans, going to the match, uh, talking about the passion of Newcastle United. And um, at a time when none of us can go to the game, um, that subtitle of Football Without Fans is Nothing by Jock Steen means so much more. But this, I've seen a, I've seen an edit version of it um, long before, long before we were all locked down. It's absolutely superb. I did help Zara whenever she picked up the phone and asked us if I could help her with ex-players, etc. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to say that um, I played a small part in helping her put this together. But it's, uh, I know how, how hard it is to do this kind of thing. But keep an eye out for it. We are the Geordies. Um, film kicks off 11th of December. Well done, Zara. Well done, James. I know how much hard work and effort uh, has been put into that. Uh, Rafa Benitez, Alicia. Obviously, it's it's topical tonight. Um, would you would you believe that he's going to go to Derby? And I mean, how do you feel about seeing him go to Derby while we're stuck with uh, Steve Bruce? It, you know what it is. It doesn't surprise me because you know he went off to China and then it just the last couple of months it just fell to pieces. Um, and I never thought it was going to be a long term. I do believe as soon as he left, it was going to be years break and then he'd be back in England. I didn't think he was going to stay away from England or Europe for long. And it doesn't surprise me because, you know, Derby probably have more ambition than we did when we had him. And they probably want to go places and they probably have a good plan. And, you know, they can get the likes of Wayne Rooney to go there. You know, it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Um I think he could do well with them. I think Derby have some decent players and, you know, they've got the ambition, so why not? <laughs> OK, Rafa Benitez going to Derby. Would it surprise you, Samantha? Um, Rafa's always said he likes a project. It's one of the reasons he took the Newcastle job and, you know, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs, but he came to us for a project. That project didn't work out. He didn't get what he was promised you know the, the blueprint he's a man that is meticulous and is planning it just didn't turn out like that because we have an absolute idiot as an owner the derby project project's really interesting it's interesting owners probably know a lot about rafa um so you know if they sell to him what it is that they want to achieve he can absolutely get them promoted and he can build um suppose he would have to have a lot of trust that he would get what um they're promising him because he's been 
bitten by Mike Ashley doing the same thing. Um, also, although I don't think he cares, there'll be a lot of comments made about him going backwards because, you know, he got to a certain level, he went to us then, he went over to China, he's not enjoyed it over there, and then he would be coming back to a championship club. So I think if everything's the way that he wants it to be, it would be an absolutely outstanding move by Derby to get him. I honestly think it's probably one of the only ways they'll get Premier League football. Um, but for him, it would have to be absolutely rock solid cast iron guarantees that he would be able to manage the project the way that he needs to and get up first time and then build for the future. But I mean, I would be absolutely devastated if he went. Absolutely devastated. Sav, uh, Rafa to Derby. What, what's your views on that? Yeah, and as, as Sam said, it doesn't surprise me. You know, it's not going. Well, it's not gone well from over in China um, that he'd want to come back. And you know, as Sam said, he does like um, you know a project. And to, if their you know if their takeover goes through, then he's got you know he's got a good chance of um, getting them promoted. And I think, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed because we're just stuck with Steve Bruce. So I don't really like talking about stuff like this, but. Um, but yeah, completely. I think that he's got a really good chance if he does go to Derby of actually doing something quite promising with them. Okay, Kendall, would it disappoint you if Rafa ended up down there? It would massively disappoint us. It would be probably, it would be, it sounds ridiculous, but it would be harder to take for me than when he actually left us because I think we saw it coming. Um, and this is just, you know, a strange move. I think Derby, are, they're not doing great in the Championship at all. Obviously, they've just had. Um, they've got the new owners now so I think that's probably why he's linked with the job I I can't see him taking it based on you know looking on paper because it's they're not going to get promotion this year it's going to be you know two years plus project probably um, maybe it's next season um, I know he likes a project he's a, he's a man he's very partic particular about stuff he loves football he's so so knowledgeable about the game as Sam says, if he gets, you know, promises and they're not, you know, they're not empty promises like he was given at Newcastle, I can see him. I mean, he's now in the, probably the last stage of his managerial career um, at this point. So I can see him going if it's going to be a long-term project because that is exactly what he wants. But there's probably five teams in the Premier League that would take Rafa if possible so if that's going to be something that is maybe you know going to happen I mean there's teams like Sheffield United, Burnley etc at the bottom of the table right now um, who have the squad ability to stay in the Premier League really I, I just don't know I, I think I'm what I'm I'm hoping that it's not like that's so I'm like trying to play it down a bit and hoping that it's not going to happen but if it does I can't I, I don't blame him um, great move by Derby County if that goes through and best of luck to him if it does Okay, uh, last five minutes, we'll look ahead to the game at the weekend. Chelsea at home. As I keep saying, it doesn't really matter whether Can you're home not? or away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got to get some predictions from you, I'm afraid. It's, uh, obviously, it's a 12.30 kickoff behind closed doors at St. James's Park. Live on BT Sport, not pay-per-view. Um, the visitors have just won one of the last seven Premier League visits to St. James's Park. 
Uh, as for the uh, the squad news, and obviously it's a little bit early for this, but John Joe Shelby, Martin Dubravka and Dwight Gale all remain out. Uh, news will be awaited on the severity of the hamstring issues reported by both Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, although we are led to believe it's a grade one tear for Callum Wilson, so his return won't be uh, as far away as we first feared. Matt Ritchie has returned to training. Uh, we're not sure what the situation with, is with him, but of course we'll know a little bit closer to the weekend. And of course Miguel Almiron is now set to return from international duty with Paraguay, so he will be uh, back and he will be here to feature in the game. So that is good news. Um, it's Chelsea, news for them. Uh, pull six doubtful uh, due to a hamstring injury. And of course, anyone who uh, saw the game last night, the England game, uh, will have seen that Ben Chilwell was uh, taken off. He's now been withdrawn from the, uh, the squad. Uh, he's got a back problem. So a uh, couple of players missing, but uh, a multitude of players at Chelsea available. Alicia, uh, how do you see this game going at the weekend? Yeah, although they have a couple of players out, they have a lot of better players to replace them with. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything from this one, and I'm always as optimistic as I can be. But with the quality that they have and the way we played against Southampton, it's a long time to wait when you've had a loss, the international break. I don't think the mindset's right at this moment in time. I think we're going to get battered and I'm going to go probably for like a 3-0 Chelsea or something. Okay, 3-0 to Chelsea. Any advance on that, Sam? I think we'll get a draw. Um, well, if Wilson plays, depends on setup. There's a lot of caveats to this draw, but... <laughs> Um, whenever we get hammered and we're, we play, as Char said, shit, and there's an inquest and all these things happen, we usually come back with a better performance. Now, do I think that'll culminate in a win? A DIC Isaac Hayden rising like the Phoenix in the 95th minute? No, I don't this time, unfortunately. I would love it to happen. But I think it'll be a better performance. Yes, Chelsea have quality. Um, they also, but they struggle against teams that really set up a block. So, I mean, if Bruce can do, if he can get the players to go out with a bit of heart, put in some tackles, stay in the right positions, have a couple of ideas of what kind of counterattacks to play. I don't care if he tries the same one constantly, but have a plan. I could see us getting a draw. Um, I do think, as I said, we usually have a bounce after a bad defeat. If not, maybe a Chelsea one 0 win. But I can I don't think we'll get we'll get hammered. Um I also don't think like Stuart would normally say that it'll be a three one tune win. Um I think a draw. Okay, that's a that's a, a resounding defeat and a draw. Sab, what are you going for at the weekend against Chelsea? Do you know what? To quote the first time I come on here, pants down, pants down situation. And I think that especially, you know, so, so Sam was saying maybe laugh or shit about Bruce coming up with a couple of ideas. He never comes up with any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see him. You know, it really annoys me with Bruce because we play like an okay-ish game and then he'll just turf the squad out exactly as it was. He'll be like, oh, well, that one's one, so we'll just put that one out again. He doesn't seem to look at who we're facing. And I'm like, what are you doing as a manager? <laughs> you know, when you're looking at who we're facing, you're not setting up again, you're not changing anything. And I've got a horrible feeling that, you know, we're going to come out and we're going to get 
completely mullered by Chelsea. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong because we do have that odd little fluky game where, you know, we'll sneak a win or we'll come out and actually play like we're going to move forward very rarely. But sometimes that does happen. Um, but, yeah, I think 2-0, 3-0, hopefully not 4-0. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of half dreading it because I don't know how he's going to... We've You know, we've had a couple of weeks off. I don't know what's in, on his mind for doing at the weekend. OK, uh, Samantha's got a bottle of gin if the draw comes off, so that's good news for you, Samantha. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Kendall, um, your prediction for the weekend, please, against Chelsea at home. Yeah, mine's exactly the same. I'm seeing it 3-0, 4-0 job. Can't see us giving them anything, despite their injuries. They've just got way too much up front. Ziyech, Havertz, Werner. I don't know if Havertz is back yet. Werner, obviously, they've just got way, way too much for us to handle. We can't even handle teams like Southampton who had their main striker missing. So, we're not going to handle a team like Chelsea, unfortunately. So, it's going to be a big, big hit to the goal difference and a zero points for us. Doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, I will be on with uh, the Northeast's favourite journalist, uh, Liam Kennedy from the Shields Gazette, talking all things takeover and uh, many, many other things uh, as well. We never know what is going to come up on that show, but he's definitely going to have an update on the Newcastle Fans Consortium. So that should be interesting. Uh, and as always, uh, we ask you to phone a friend, call a family member or, or a friend that you haven't spoken to for a while. This is our campaign for the month of November uh, during this lockdown period. Pick up the phone, give a family member or a friend a ring if you haven't um, and uh, make the day because, uh, you know, not everybody uh, asks for help. Some people just need it and, uh, you know, give them a shout. Um, great to have Kendall, Sav and Samantha on. Alicia, fantastic debut. Would love to have Hi. you back if you're up for it. Yeah. Uh, I hope you I hope you enjoyed it um, as much as I did listening to you all talk common sense about Newcastle United. It was great. We're going to play out with a video uh, for phone a friend. I'll see you all next week, girls. Good night. Bye. Bye. Mick Quinn here, and with another lockdown looming, you can understand why people are feeling down, a little bit depressed. Newcastle United fans, I'm back and phone a friend. So if you feel that way, pick up the phone, ring a mate, ring a family member, tell them how you feel. Get it off your chest and you'll feel a lot better. I'm back and phone a friend. I'm back and phone a friend. Hello everyone, I'm Stephen Caldwell and I'm back and phone a friend. What we've all got to do is stick together, family and friends. So if you're feeling a little bit low, a little bit uh, not positive about the outcome of the, the day that's coming up, um, just pick up the phone, call one of your friends or family. Little five, ten minute chat makes you feel that bit more positive. Share your thoughts with uh, the person you're speaking to but stay as positive as you can we're going to come out of this and we'll come out of the better so Lee Clark the Cass United I'm back in phone a friend all the very best I'm back phone a friend hi everyone Rob Lee here there we have it another lockdown looming for all of us uh, it can be strange times people can be very isolated people feel very depressed that's why I'm back in phone a friend. Liam O'Brien here. I'm back in phone a friend. I'm back in phone a friend. Please remember, these are very, very tough times for us all. And if you're not feeling well, you're not feeling confident, you're not feeling good, just phone a friend. I'm back in phone a friend.
Good morning, this is Warren Barton. I just want to wish you a good day, enjoy your day. And that's a difficult time for everybody at the moment. Uh, if you are feeling isolated, uh, feeling alone, uh, just reach out for someone. You're not on your own, whether it be a, a work colleague, a family member, next door neighbor, maybe even the guy in the, the paper shop. Um, just reach out to them, you're not alone. Um, we know we want to try and support our team and concentrate on something else, but at this difficult time, uh, just reach out for someone. There's someone there to support you, and I wish you all the best. Take care. I'm back and phone a friend.